0: This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR.
1: Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today I have Jason Dennison coming on. He's actually a licensed insurance agent out of Indiana. I don't know if he picked up other states yet, but he specializes in Medicare and we're going to talk a little bit about Medicare and the things that are happening and going on there. But welcome to the show, Jason.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Butch.
1: Hey, uh, I appreciate you taking the time for this. Uh, Can you give our audience a little bit of background about who you are, where you come from?
2: Yeah, no. Uh, happy, uh, happy to tell the, the folks a little bit about my story. Um, I have uh, have been in uh, insurance world uh, for for a handful of years now. But before that, I spent about eighteen years working in the not-for-profit sector and uh, different more leading organizations, growing organizations, building organizations, and uh, it ended up. A lot of the a lot of the times I was in more administrative roles, ended up doing a lot of those back end HR functions, sat in on the budget meetings and, you know, interfaced with insurance, uh, you know, on the other side of the table and making sure that our organizations had, you know, the insurance that we needed, that our employees were well covered and, and taking care of those things. And so when, uh, when it kind of came time for, you know, when personally when I said, you know what, I think about making a transition from the not-for-profit sector over into more of a marketplace, uh, career, occupation, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, it really seemed to be the thing that fit for me. It made a lot of sense. And, and in fact, kind of the way that, that that whole process of me getting into insurance and talking about how it fit, it's just, it's everything about the life and health insurance. Uh, just really seems to click for me for whatever reason. I think my brain is wired that way. Uh, and, and I guess that makes sense because of I gravitated to some of those functions in the past um, literally picked up a book, read it, went and took my, uh, my state insurance license passed, uh, by a great margin on the very first try, which apparently, you know, talking to some other folks isn't always the case. So I feel super uh, blessed, grateful that, uh, that I'm working in uh, a field that I'm not only passionate about, but, uh, it makes, you know, it's, 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 it works. It makes a lot of sense. And when you're doing something that, uh, that makes sense for you. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of, you know, it's really that hard work because, Hey, it's not hard work. And although we work really hard for our clients and, and we, we dig in, it's like, it doesn't feel that hard because you're passionate about what you're doing and and, uh, and, and you're competent at, at doing that.
1: So Yeah, I, I would totally agree. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs out there in multiple industries end up following their, their passion as well. And so um, leading into some of the insurance stuff, you had a personal experience that didn't really go according to plan. Uh, Your wife was pregnant with your third child, and uh, you get a letter in the mail that many of the clients that we serve um, received as well, saying the coverage was canceled. So how was your reaction to that? And then uh, uh, it seems like I'm going to lead into how much time you put into to get on an ACA plan.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, that, that has got to been, what, you know, seven maybe or more years ago. Um, Just like you said, yeah, we were all of a sudden just checking the mail one day, and uh, there had been a lot of hubbub uh, in the news and whatnot about this, you know, ACA, Marketplace, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, um, coming down the pike. But we felt really confident that, uh, you know, we had one of these legacy plans, and we liked it and and we just thought that there would be no big issue and in fact like you said my wife uh was about four months pregnant at the time our first two kids uh, our older boys both of them when they were born had uh complicated births and both of them spent time in the neonatal intensive care unit our oldest spent a week our middle spent about a month in that uh in that NICU and so um, those came with really big, uh, medical bills. Okay. Luckily for us, we had decent insurance uh, at the time, you know, we made a you know, handful of thousands of dollars, you know, four or five, $6,000 or whatever, you know, our uh, deductibles and, and max out of pockets would have been, but compared to, you know, a hundred, $150,000 medical bills, and we were, we felt just super blessed. Every, you know, both of the boys ended up being, you know, super healthy after they were discharged and everything. So here I am with a pregnant wife working in the not-for-profit sector. In case you don't know, Butch, I'm not sure if you do, uh, you don't make a ton of money uh, working for not-for-profits. And so, uh, you know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a big war chest, we didn't have a ton of money. And we find out, that we're losing our health insurance. And here I am thinking back, all I can think about is, man, if we don't have health insurance and our third pregnancy ends up like our first two, that could literally bankrupt us. You know, it could ruin us financially. And so we really only had one option and that was to, to explore, to try and figure out what was going on uh, with this uh, you know, Obamacare, Affordable Care Act uh, marketplace thing. So we did, and we did just what we were supposed to do. I think it was probably around November of that year, we made a phone call, uh, and at the time, I don't even know, I don't think the website was even launched at the time, I don't, I don't remember, but we called in and we made an application with one of the navigators. Because the weirdest thing about this whole process, and when that was rolled out, is it wasn't just that most or everybody didn't know what was going on. The reason why they didn't know how the, the system worked is because the system really wasn't even built or established when they rolled it out. It was like building an airplane in mid-flight. And so, um, you know, we went ahead, we called, we made the application, and uh, because of our lower income at the time, uh, the navigator said, well, your kids are going to qualify for Medicaid, and just left them off the application. And uh, and it ended up being that we were kind of fell in this middle part. They ended up getting denied uh, the, the Medicaid, if I remember right. And, and it was all screwed up. So they they had to try and put our kids, the the two boys, on the application. Well, at the time, there was no process for amending or updating an application. So they filled out a new application. But With the way their systems work, they had the old kids in there and they tried to add new kids, you know, again, ended up having the kids on there twice. So, you know, that screwed up, you know, the tax credits and could have really been a a headache because instead of it looking like we had four people, now it looks like we have six people in the family. and, And so it was a big mess. At the end of the day, my wife ended up being on four different insurance policies at the same time. And so, because of this whole mess, and here I am once again, still freaking out because from my very limited uh, insurance knowledge at the time, I was thinking, man, if there's more than one insurance company that thinks that they are primary, they may just point the finger at the other one and say, no, we're not primary. That company's primary. No, we're not primary there. And then I could see a scenario where, um, you know, where everybody is just pointing the finger at somebody else and nobody ends up paying the bills, which leaves us kind of in that same situation as not being insured at all. And so, you know, a lot of stress, um, you know, there was tears shed, you know, uh, behind my wife just because, you know, not wanting, not knowing, not wanting to go, you know, here we wanted to buy insurance, but they're telling us we can't buy insurance. You have to get Medicaid. And, you know, we really didn't want to do that. And so it, that, you know, looking back that whole process, which, you know, like you alluded to took something like 400 hours to figure out this insurance policy. And I know it was extreme and there was a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts, but I think that whole process of me, you know working through that for my own family really set the foundation for the way and and maybe some of the reasons why, when I transitioned away from that non for profit sector, I ended up in health insurance if that makes sense,
1: yeah, well, obviously, you could bring that story on uh, to a lot of things that people um, run into on a regular basis and dealing with the right people could take that 400 hours down to 90 minutes, maybe. Right. So imagine the amount of time saved. And during that process, you had somehow figured out how to get into the insurance business and then narrow your niche over to Medicare. And so can you walk us through what, what led you down that path? And then, um, you know, what crafted that niche to this, to be in Medicare?
2: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And I mean, th- to be truthful, the, you know, not that we haven't been truthful all along, but really, um, it, it might have been a little bit of ignorance, uh, you know, because here you are starting down a path. And I, I guess, you know, I, I knew I wanted to get into insurance. Um, and, and probably one of the, the, the things that I knew the most is I didn't want to be in, in property and casualty insurance, or when you like, might consider home and auto or commercial, you know, that's a whole nother beast. And I have friends who are licensed, you know, on both sides of the insurance business. Uh, for me, I always uh, had the, the idea that I wanted to be a specialist. I, I wanted to be an expert in what I did. I want to drill in um, to the details. I want to, you know be a trusted advisor. And, and just like you, Butch, I know, uh, and I'm I'm sure uh, you won't mind me sharing, but from time to time, you have Medicare questions and, you know, end up hitting me up. And so, you know, someone like you who is licensed as a life and health agent and does work, um, you know, somewhat even in that Medicare space, even people who are, you know, active in this, you know, industry and in this niche have, questions and so being that uh that uh, you know authority in this space has been something that i've really worked uh to to develop and and i'm happy that uh, that i've really kind of you know settled in on this niche i love the medicare niche um i love the clients uh these are our you know, what we would consider the greatest generation. These are the people who built our, our country and uh, being able to give back to them and, and be that advisor, be that trusted guide for them uh, that I didn't have when I was getting onto the marketplace plans. Um, you know, I would see a lot of correlations between someone who is, Uh, maybe 64 years old, they're just approaching that 65-year-old milestone where they will be eligible for Medicare. And for so many of these people, especially in this generation who maybe only ever had one, uh, you know, uh, career, one job, maybe they had a few, but by and large, the types of employers that they have worked for have been the kind who provided insurance and they've had um, uh, an HR person at work who's always made most of the insurance decisions for them, you know, and so when uh, these, you know, have been employees and the open enrollment season works with a great benefits advisor like you, Butch, uh, you know, and you guys put together the packages, they may have, you know, a few different options of the different Plans that their company is offering, but it's a it's a very limited you know set of, of of options compared to when they go you know on the open marketplace. They're eligible for Medicare. They may have thirty uh, or more Medicare Advantage plans. I think I, I read the average market has over thirty three Medicare Advantage plans available. Then you have probably an equal number almost of prescription drug plans, there may be 40 or 50 different uh, supplement providers and it very quickly can become overwhelming to someone who has not really been used to wading through the differences. And, and I feel like that's something that I can bring to these clients is I say, you know, I can make Medicare simple for them because we can cut through the, the, all the, 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 you know, different intricacies and just say, okay, these are the things that matter, uh, from our conversations. These are the things that I think matter most to you and make two or three recommendations for them, much like they've experienced, uh, you know, for their entire life, a couple of, you know, decisions like Hey, I think this would be a good choice. I think this would be an equally good choice. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, insurance is all about transferring risk and making you feel secure about your decisions. You know, we want these seniors to feel secure in knowing that if, you know, something happens and let's be honest, you know, as we age, our bodies tend to break down. We have higher utilization. We're at the doctor uh, more often. We have specialists. We may end up in the hospital. We want to know, that the the decisions that we make early on are going to be wise decisions and that we are going to have great coverage and we to be well taken care of we have access to that medical care when the time comes.
0: If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zimar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006.
1: What are some things, uh, if somebody's turned 65, as well as somebody that's already you know, been on Medicare for a little while, what are some things that they need to look out for as they move into the open enrollment season coming up? Because they're going to get marketed and slammed with um, a whole bunch of material, and then, of course, there's so many choices, like you had said, that there's all these choices out there. It's so overwhelming. Everything's been provided to them most of their life in an easy format to understand, and now it's different. So just you know, maybe pick one or two or three things that uh, something that they should be looking forward to um, coming into the open enrollment season coming up.
2: Yeah, So, so people who are, you know heading, you know, they're, they're approaching 65, have a little bit of a different, um, you know, set uh, of hurdles to overcome than someone who is over age 65 and coming into maybe their first or, or more uh, open enrollment seasons. And so the first thing that I tell all of my clients is chances are you may not have to do anything at all when it comes, when open enrollment season comes, okay? And I guess, you know, let's back up and say, what is the open enrollment or the annual election period? So uh, the annual election period runs from October 15th through December 7th of each year. During that time, people who are on Medicare, they can choose to enroll, they can change, or they can drop their Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plans okay so the the annual election period doesn't apply it has nothing to do with someone's medicare supplement okay so if someone has chosen a supplement they can shop that 365 days a year most people uh, don't realize that, yeah, you can shop that. You may have to go through some underwriting, and each state has some different rules about birthday rules, anniversary rules, and things like that. But when we're talking about the annual election period, sometimes we call it the open enrollment, um, in the fall, a lot of times if you're on a good plan, you like your plan, your doctors are are being covered, uh, your prescriptions are covered well, Hey, unless there's been a major disruption, you may be just fine not doing anything at all. And so you had mentioned about the hype, the marketing, you know, the wall-to-wall commercials, whether it's radio, television, their mailbox is absolutely packed with advertisements. Each one of those marketing pieces, they are trying to get you to to move your business. They're trying to gain your business. That's what marketing is all about. And these insurance companies have done a phenomenal job of creating, you know, a sense that it's open enrollment. You have to do something. And, and that's simply not true. It, it may, you know, now if your plan is changing, if your Per, you know, your circumstances have changed. Yeah, you may wanna wanna look at a, a at a different uh, prescription drug plan. Maybe maybe you've been prescribed some drugs and they're not being covered as well, or uh, you know something has changed in your life and you want to look at a new prescription drug plan. This is the time to do that. Um, if you are on a Med Advantage plan um, and you're like, hey, this maybe not isn't working as well as, uh, as I want it to be, is there a better plan? Is it just another company? This is a time you can make a change, but just because you can, doesn't mean you have to. It would probably be my first thing. Um, the other side of that coin is it's a good time to review. And so I send out a letter to every one of my clients every year in the fall. And I just say, Hey, uh, open enrollment season or annual election period is coming up. Um more than happy to meet with you. Let's schedule a time. If you have any questions or concerns, uh go ahead and then you know we we enclose a uh, uh an update form, we get new information from them. And uh, a lot of times my clients call me up and they just want to be reassured. They say, Hey, um, I'm happy with everything. I just want to make sure that nothing's changed, there's nothing that I need to know about. And it, it's a pretty quick phone call to say, You know, hey, you know, Mr. Smith. Just want to let you know, um, your plan is is basically going to be the same next year. There's a few minor changes. I don't see any reason why uh, this plan wouldn't be an excellent fit for you. And and happy to have that, um, you know, that update. Now, when you are, you know, making that review, you may want to consider. Okay, so I can make some changes to my Medicare plans, but maybe there's some other coverages that I might want to look at, you know, just because you can, you know, things like dental, vision, and hearing, you can pick those plans up any time throughout the year, but it just seems so natural during, you know, this time of year to review those things. Maybe you want to think about like a cancer or a short-term medical plan that would, uh, you know, provide for some home health if, you know, our, uh, you know, we get in a situation where we need some help with those activities of daily living or things like that. Um, so, you know, getting ready for the, the, the Medicare, uh, open enrollment, the annual election period, I'd say, uh, if you like what you've got, you know, don't, don't be too concerned that you have to make a change. Um, you know, if you do have working with a local agent, uh, give them a call and, and get that reassurance. If you're not working with an agent, you've just called in an 800 number. This would be a great time to establish a relationship. Um, you know, your agent, can be your advocate. So for someone like me, I am an independent insurance agent. I work with virtually every company that is, uh, you know, that has plans in the states that I'm licensed in. And so um, I say I work. I don't work for any one insurance company, but I work on behalf of my clients. And so I can I can compare and contrast the different plans. But not only that, if you develop a relationship with your agent, you get to know them when you do have some sort of an issue. Okay, and I don't care what kind of a plan that you have, some plans are better than other plans as far as having, you know, issues, but there's always gonna be maybe a question, a concern, an issue, maybe it's not so much with your insurance, but it was your provider or the billing department that they billed the wrong codes and your services weren't covered, Well, if you have an agent, they can step in, whether it's a three-way phone call or whatever. And I like to tell people, we have, we we know the right words to say, right? And so we, you know, we get those people and we, you know, on the line, three-way phone call, whether it's a billing department or insurance company, and we can say the right words, it unlocks the doors, and all of a sudden we can find resolutions um, for our clients. So, you know, that that would be some of the main things that I would recommend for for someone who is approaching uh, the annual election period.
1: Yeah, all all great things. So, I w- a quick conversation before we wrap up is that one of the biggest conversations because we deal primarily in the group market. We do do Medicare and individual too, and obviously you've been a huge resource for because you do it on a much higher volume than. Uh, We do. But in an employer setting with HR, a lot of HR professionals um, in the workplace and even the owners, they don't know enough about uh, Medicare. So I just want to touch base on this really quick because there's a, you know, obviously certain rules that are in place, depending on if they're a small employer or a large employer, who's primary, who's secondary. If they're a small employer under 20 employees, typically uh, Medicare still becomes primary and then if they decide to stay on the group health insurance plan, that becomes secondary no matter how much they actually enjoy the benefits. Is that right?
2: Yeah, and, and that's a, a you know, great, great points to bring up, Butch. And you know that one of my favorite things to do with our agency is to partner with uh, group benefits uh, agents like yourself to come alongside of these groups, whether they're large or small, and provide resources and education. And so what we do is we can come into an employer group, whether, you know, it's, it's just got a few employees or they have a lot, and we provide that education, whether it's to the HR people, whether it's to the group agent, or it's individual meetings with the uh, with the employees, and so you're absolutely right that uh, among other things, the Medicare secondary payer rules, as we call them, which determines you know if it's a small group or a large group, who's going to be primary, who's going to be secondary, and you say, well, well, what does that matter? Well, the the fact of the matter is that um, you know if Medicare is primary, oftentimes anything that Medicare would pay for that group policy is going to exclude. And so whether or not, even if you have applied for Medicare, if you're eligible for Medicare, we've seen that get excluded. And so it's really important if, as you are approaching Medicare, for for you to speak with, have a consultation, like myself, it doesn't cost anything. I don't charge for my, my services to employers to, you know, group agents or to individuals, we provide that free of charge and we know that if we take care of enough people, we will be more than taken care of on the back end when we, you know, write policies, we get paid by the insurance companies to take good care of um, you know, of, of those clients. And so not only are there secondary uh, uh, payer rules to to take into consideration, but we need to look at credible coverage. And, you know, I'm sure you work with your groups, making sure that they're putting out credible coverage notices uh, to all of their Medicare um, aged employees. We, we want to look at HSAs and, you know, if someone goes on Medicare, making sure that they're not still contributing to that HSA. Um, But, our, uh, we, we do these evaluations and we walk through um, the, uh, during these consultations. We find out, is there is there dependents who are relying, you know, if you're, you know, if they have the option of staying or, you know, on the group plan, then we may make, make, help them make that decision. Does it make the most sense? You know, do they have a dependents? What are the costs? How are their drugs covered? A lot of times uh, their drugs may be covered better on the group plan, but sometimes they'd be better uh, on Medicare. And so these are all things, it's a a really complex, uh, with a lot of moving parts with this um, Medicare, and especially when you throw in group uh, benefits on top of that. Uh, And and that's why, you know, I guess would be my, my plug or my pitch to say, you know what, if it doesn't cost you anything extra, why don't you go ahead and bring in an expert, let us dig into the details, give you our recommendations, and then make sure that you as an employer are covering your bases and making sure that some of your legal requirements are covered. But even more so, most of the time when I've worked with employee, employers, they, they care about their employees and they want to make sure that their employees are taken care of, well taken care of, and making sure that they don't get into a situation. And so when we come alongside to some of them because Medicare is so, has so many moving parts and is so intricate, hey, let, let's just provide some education. Let's, let's get some assurances that everything's on the right track. And, hey, there's a lot of times that I, I tell people, you know what, you are just fine where you are. If something changes, give me a call then. You know, when this changes, that changes. You do decide to retire, and you're going to lose that coverage. Let's get back together then. But for now, hey, you might be just fine right where you're at.
1: For sure. And so obviously there's a lot of moving parts to this and there's situations the boss. That's why you and I actually started to connect because you live and breathe that Medicare world a little bit more than we do. But uh, there's situations that occur. People work a little bit longer. Maybe their situations different with Medicare and uh, there's a whole bunch of scenarios. But working with an expert guides you through that process. So can you provide your contact information so that way, if anybody wants more information about the topics that we discussed here, or if they wanted to see about that evaluation that we had talked about, uh, how do they get in touch with you to, to get that happen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as uh, as we kind of mentioned at the top of the uh, the, the call here, uh, my company is... Uh, is- called Medicare Indy. Uh, We actually rebranded about a year ago to let people know that, hey, we are focused on on Medicare. It's what we live and breathe. Uh, We're licensed in a handful of states across the uh, Midwest, but um, Medicare is a federal program, right? And so, as far as, you know, the, the original Medicare, the Part A, the Part B, how uh, Part D and MedAdvantage work, that is, is the same across the country. And so we're happy to provide, um, you know, education to, to employers and employees across the country. And you never know uh, if we, you know, as the relationships grow, we continue to add additional states. So if, if someone is, uh, is, is interested in a conversation be more than happy to connect. They can go to my website, which is MedicareIndy.com, or reach out to me directly via email, which is Jason, just J-A-S-O-N at MedicareIndy. That's ind
1: com. Yeah, sounds good. And we'll have the contact information in the show notes so that people can contact you directly. Jason, this has definitely been great. There's obviously a lot of information related to Medicare and timing and uh, open enrollments, especially when it's coming up. And so maybe we'll get you back on for uh, an update. But I appreciate the information you shared and the time you spent with me today.
2: Well, it is my pleasure, Butch. Thank you so much for inviting me on. If there's ever a time when I can uh, help you out or your listeners, I'm happy to provide uh, the information. Just uh, feel free to reach out and we'll get it back together again.